Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another episode of Your Heroes of Noise. I'm one half of this dynamic immune duo. My name is Steve. Oh, you want to start it up right away, huh? <laughs> that ain't even right, man. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> my name is Dan. Welcome to episode 102. You can tell by my voice I'm a little bit sick, and it's got me concerned. So Steve thought he would take it upon himself just to rub it in just a little bit, man. It's like lighten the mood. And the thing is, dude... We uh, number number one, it's it's a everyone's talking about it. We all know we're all talking about it to the point that YouTube doesn't want you saying it on your videos. You cannot say coronavirus or you may be de- uh, demonetized. Really? You have to say yeah. You have to say COVID nineteen because they don't know what kind of ridiculousness you're spreading. <laughs> you know, you don't. They don't know exactly what you're saying about it. And if you're just out there being like it's a a hoax, well, it's like Jesus, dude. Wow. And so I didn't they're know that. really, yeah, they're, and it's smart to be like, look, we just don't want y'all spreading. The last thing you want is one video going 100 million views, and it's a guy saying it's all a hoax. It's not true. It's not real. Hmm. You know, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I guess uh, if you haven't guessed yet, something's going to be a hot topic today. We've been talking about it. Well, let's see. We talked about it a little bit on the Patreon episode, we talked about it last episode, but it's not like we're out of stuff to talk about. COVID-19. See how I did that, Steve? I did it right. I love that. I love it. COVID-19 is upon us, man, and it should be taken seriously. So it's not like we're going to have this, you know, all out informative episode of what you should and shouldn't do and how to prevent it and how to blah, blah, blah. But we got to talk about it because see, here's a situation. Like, I I know I'm fine. Right. But I did everything. I did. I thought I did everything right, Steve. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, I went to the con. And I tried to avoid everybody. I had my Purell with me and everything like that. Um, yes, I was out in the cold. And I'm thinking that's where this comes from. And most people that come back from a con, I know that there are other people that are f- feeling this too. Uh, you know, you get a little bit sick. Normally, I wouldn't even trip on it. But it just so happens I flew into Seattle to get home the day that they announced that there was an outbreak there. And then, uh, you know, so I've been I've been dealing with this for like, since Monday. And it's starting to move into my chest now. And I'm freaking out a little bit, dude. Yeah, I I get why you are, and and like we were saying before we started recording, I know people are probably you know you're you're not being able to engage the sickness like you normally would, like coughing, getting it out of you, because everywhere you cough, someone's looking at you like, what the crap is going on with homeboy? Yeah, is he I'm Ebola? stifling coughs. He... Yes, so you're trying to act okay, whereas your body's like, I'm not good, I'm not well. We need to act as such. Seen and... better days, Dan. Seen better yeah. days. I mean, look, if I feel this year, if I feel sick, I'm just staying home. It's not an option. I mean, it's like um, uh, I I recommend. Okay, number one, guys, I'm about to tell you something that I've never thought in my in my life I would ever tell you. Um, Recently, uh, a really good podcast to listen to would be or interview would be. um, What's that dude's name? Uh, The name you're looking for is Michael uh, Oster Osterholm. There we go. There Michael we go. Osterholm. Michael Osterholm with Joe Rogan. And right. he's one of the lead infectious disease, uh, lead doctors in infectious disease. Or, you know, he studies it. He knows it. He was uh, on the ground when they discovered, uh, you know, when they were discovering SARS or, um, you know, SARS. And uh, he was he was on the ground. They asked him about Lyme disease. He was like, yeah, I was there when it started hitting. And so 
All the things we're thinking that, oh, it's going to be fine. Oh, when the weather changes, he's like, none of that is true. None of that is true because he's like, when we, when you swab an area of the mouth, that's where it lives. So people coughing, talking, you know, you're, he's like, chances are a lot. You just got to be ready that you, you're going to get it. You're just going to get it. And that's the thing. I think that a lot of people are going to get it and it's just going to be your common cold. Yes. But you're still a carrier of it, you know, and it's just this, I don't know, man. And if you have a, if you're older or obese, that's those are, yeah, those are not because he's like, no one's talking about obesity and he's like, that's or high blood pressure. Um, he's like, look, you know, those are things that, that, that make a, make a difference also in, in how susceptible you are to this thing. And, um, the scary thing that I found out yesterday was like, kids are carriers. They don't show symptoms sometimes. Yeah. They'll be just fine, but they're just spreading the disease. How? And they said they don't know why. And I'm like, I know why. I think the virus is learning. Doggone it. I think it's just like, hey, what is the most ideal thing to have to have running around touching people? That living thing. Go forth. Go forth and touch all your family members. Have fun. You know, it's not like I I follow these circles or anything like that, but I'm surprised I haven't really heard a lot about like uh, COVID-19 being the next, um, I don't know, like. The water for Noah's Ark. You know what I'm saying? Dude, <laughs> to wash dude. away, you know, a whole part of humanity. And I don't know. He was talking like that. He was like, look, man, it is freaking serious. And no one. And I think a big part of why um, it's not being talked about as serious is because we have leadership that is just totally without brain cells at this moment. Did you happen to hear the speech last night? Oh, dude, no. Someone sent me a clip and I was like, it couldn't have all been like that. He's like, yeah, it's all been. The whole thing was, it was bad. I mean, he he was clearly reading something that was written for him. And you can always tell when he's doing that. And the man's not sure of himself. You know what I mean? He's, he didn't think the test of mental, uh, the test of, 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 of mental acuity was not something that he was ready to confront. And now, Something got serious and he's not ready for he's not ready for it all. When you propose tax cuts to fix the problem, that is not good. Not good at all. At all. <laughs> you know, at all. And so um, I think everyone's scared because A, leadership is making them more scared. And B, they're just it's getting worse every day when people are like, it's going to be fine. I think folks need to be like, OK, look, this is going to be a thing. You know, when they're talking about upwards of what, 40 to 70 million people contracting this? Right. Something like that. That's a lot of people, dude. That is a lot of people. When you have NBA teams sequestered to an arena and they cannot leave, and then they cancel NBA t- NBA games, as in billionaires are now saying, yeah, we're just, lo- we're going to take an L on this one. This is crazy. I mean, let's talk about what exactly the coronavirus has done in the last few days, all right? Yes. little update for you folks. Go for it. Let's talk music, for instance. Jeez, dude. You sound good, by the way. You don't sound that bad. Uh, not feeling well. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah, so, man, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck off, Steve. I don't feel well. But seriously, let's talk, let's talk uh, the coronavirus and tours and festivals and things like that. So, like... On March 12th, there's a band called the Wild Hearts. They're a rock and roll band, Steve. They canceled. They had a cruise, which is a very smart thing to do. Like, there's bands 
I don't know if y'all are aware of that, but there are bands. Uh, Kohe does it. Uh, 311 does it. Weezer does it. There's other bands that do it, but and a lot of uh, metal shows do it too. And see, metal shows, metal bands, I don't think, that's like the first thing that should cancel. And here's why. They love like getting in the pit and, you know, making full I body contact with each other. Yeah. It's true. You know, never thought of that. And yeah. And then on top of that, you're doing you're dealing with like uh, recirculated air and stuff like that. It's just a bad thing. So cruises are pretty much off the list. But yeah, all the all the rock and roll cruises have been canceled. Um, just a shit ton of bands. But like there's bands like Machine Head, Papa Roach, My Chemical Romance. They all, you know, My Chemical Romance, Steve, is, by the way, if you're not aware, is supposed to be a huge comeback tour. People are very excited about this. They've canceled. Okay. They have postponed, I should say. Wow. People spent mad money for those. Guns N' Roses postponed. Uh, Coachella actually postponed. So everyone That's that humongous. was paying for Rage Against the Machine, you're going to have to wait. Pearl Jam has postponed. Kiss canceled meet and greets. Do you know how fucking serious it is when Gene Simmons turns down money? Dude. I'm I'm serious. Like, yeah. Gene Simmons is a money machine. That dude will will sell you the sidewalk if he could. And they canceled all of their meet and greets. Uh, Tool just canceled one of their shows or postponed it because of a. And this one has to do with the. I forget where it was, but it has to do with the ban on public gatherings. But it just goes on and on. Slipknot, White Snake, White Snake. I can't believe they're still around. But hey, they did. Um, Testament, Exodus. These are all metal acts. If you haven't guessed yet, but this is just something I was reading this morning. That's just the beginning of it. I'm supposed to go see Kohe and Cambria in May, and I bet you it doesn't happen, dude. I'm not happy about this. I would not be surprised. Um, look, I mean, look, South by. Yeah, South by Southwest got dude, canceled. Dude, that too. is unbelievable. That's South by. But here's a lot of people are um, being like, oh, these festivals getting canceled are crazy. What they don't understand is many businesses actually rely on this to put them ahead. Be like, oh, we're good. We're losing money, but uh, you know, Coachella's South coming. coming. South by's coming because we rely on that for our books. The fact that that's not happening. If I fund a movie, fully funded it, and I was like, I'll just get distribution at South by. Now it's canceled, dude. This changes everything. I'll go on. As of this morning, <laughs> NBA, NHL, MLB, all suspended. So crazy, dude. <laughs> it's just, it's cra- it's, this it's is just crazy. the last couple of hours, by the way. And then we have to talk about, oh, dude, this one. This one. This is where we know it's getting serious now because now it's attacking our, our, our precious people. Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. Dude, listen. Announced yesterday that listen. while in Australia, they have they contracted the coronavirus. And here's the deal, Steve. They were just feeling, okay, see, this is why I'm worried, man. Because, <laughs> let, me read, let me just read to you. He goes, yes. he says, uh, he wrote, oh, we felt a bit tired, like we had colds and some body aches. Rita had some chills that came and went, slight fever. I mean, it's not a big deal. People experience this stuff all the time. But guess what? Because they're the Hanks, the Hanks family. They did the right thing. They went and got tested. By the way, uh, in Australia, it's not happening in America. I think there's only like, what was it? I want to say we're under 100 people that have actually been tested in, in the United States. Which Whereas it's just like, you know, go get tested. It's free for <laughs> everybody else. Anyway, um, yeah. So they went and got tested and they are both positive. So they're both in freaking quarantine right now. Says, hello. Uh, here you go. Says, hello, folks. Reed and I are down here in Australia. We felt a bit tired, like I said, blah, blah, blah. Um, to play things right as is needed in the world right now. 
uh, were tested for the coronavirus and found to be positive. I'm not laughing. It's just uh, it's crazy. Well, now, what to do next? The medical officials have protocols that must be followed. We Hankses will be tested, observed, and isolated for as long as public health and safety requires. Not much more to it than a one-day-at-a-time approach. No? We'll keep you posted and updated. Take care of yourself. Hanks. Tom. <laughs> All right. That is Tom. so... Yeah, he just feels... Eh, I felt a little bit achy. Mm-hmm. And it's taking certain a certain amount of the population just out. Yeah. It's just... And the problem is we think, hey, no one's really gotten it here. But we don't know that because we don't test anybody. So everyone can have it here. We just don't know. And the thing is, it's real deal stuff, man. And you have It's to, real. And you have to keep a level head about it. But how do you find that... that I don't even want to call it a happy medium. But how do you find that that balance of trying to be very aware, trying to be very cautious, but not being overly cautious, you know, um, not going into buying too much toilet paper mode, mm-hmm. which I still don't. Qu- I, I guess I get it kind of. I think people like everyone's saying, like, what's the toilet paper going to do? Of course, it's not going to heal you. It's not going to cause any type of <clears throat> create a barrier, if you will, that's going to keep you from getting sick. I think it's just simply that if it's hard for people to go out. I think that's what people are thinking, and I'm not defending them, but I'm thinking if it's hard for them to go out, the pay- toilet paper's going to run out, what are they going to do? You know? Well, it makes total sense, which is I'm glad I have a bidet. Yeah, but the bidet is the I, answer, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, and they're $70 now. Well, then again, that's your, when How's I, your bidet working out for you, Steve? <laughs> well, I'm going to hook it up. You're going to hook it up now? <laughs> yeah, now I'm going to, but here's the big thing. I think all these things that are necessities are going to skyrocket, but bidets are going to skyrocket. I wouldn't be surprised if someone is like, I will be your coronavirus shopper, but I'm going to charge you this much to go out and about and shop for you. And they're going to make a killing. Just willing to be going out there and shopping for someone. Postmates probably making a killing with this right now. Oh, I think a lot of them are going to say no. You could probably order a bidet on Postmates. You know what? You probably could. You probably could. But I think people are going to go Amazon. Problem is, um, you know, a lot of those Amazon workers, I wonder if they're going to start, if they're sick in the warehouse, are you going to want to, or like all of these things are going to start circling your head. Whereas if we had a competent leader where it's just like, we are doing uh, like, like, you know, in other countries, we're doing a hundred thousand, 10,000. We have drive. Well, Colorado just got the drive through or, you know, one of our states got a drive, drive up, you know, swab thing, which is good. But That's if we're cool. just do, if we're doing it like other countries, where we're doing thousands a day. And then at the end of it, we're like, all right, here's how many we have infected. Now freak out accordingly. Then you could gauge your freak out right now. You're like, who knows? Could be three, could be 400,000 somewhere between. You're like, OK, well, then how do I how do I freak out? So now you can freak out to the hilt, freak out to the hilt because you don't know the truth. We don't know what's going, what's happening. We will be guaranteed. We will be quarantined, almost guaranteed. But the problem is where we work. I don't know what that looks like. I got to be honest with you. I've been thinking about that a lot um, going in tonight. <clears throat> although mm-hmm. I don't know if I should. Yeah. I kind of wanted to call the boss up and be like, "Hey, this is the situation." But I have. I already know what they're going to say because what? of staffing. Yeah, come in. <laughs> That's what they're going to say. I don't think they're going to say that. I bet you they do. Because of the release that they put out, um, I think that they're going to be like, if you're saying, I don't know if I do or not, they're not going to want that. Because if something happens and they go to who's the first one to walk in, you could go up and say, I told them I might not. I might have it. Yeah. I- That's game time then. <laughs> 
I'm going to give every, everybody the impression that I have the coronavirus. I don't, I just, I'm, it's just on you my mind. You don't know. It's like, George, this is on my mind. I need to do something, Steve. I don't know if I, if I should just call our, uh, our health line and be like, hey, this is the situation. What do we do? Yes. I, I yes. did hear rumblings of there possibly being a setup area, so much like what I think you're talking about, like kind of like a drive up thing. Mm-hmm. Have you mm-hmm. heard about that at our at our uh, place? No, of I have, well, I've been off of the I've been off of the grid, so I have too. So I, I mean, the last couple of weeks I've been a ghost and just showing up after you know after hours when everyone's gone to do my work. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty much out of the loop. But I did hear some some rumblings about there possibly being something like that, but. I can't imagine in a country right now where we've only done less than a hundred tests that they're going to yeah, be ready, to, you know, tests readily available where we're at. We work for a pretty good place, but I don't think they get, they're going to have that unlocked. The hard thing is like, uh, what do you do when, here's what I, I think after all of this, two things. Number one, what do you do? How do you, you can't, if, if, if a person that works in our field says, I don't feel comfortable working and they get mandated, what does that look like? When you're like, I'm not coming in because I feel like I will get sick and they mandate you. Do you take that to court later on and they fire you because you don't come in? What is the doctor or the the, the judge going to be like, well, you should have put your life at risk. Or are they going to be like, look, you're you like law enforcement are necessary use. When you sign on the dotted line, you agree that in times like this, you would work. That could also be a thing. And I really think that's going to be the case, man. I mean, uh, I have a feeling you- that's going to be the case, too. I mean, this isn't related to where we work or anything, but, and it's not like I signed a form and somewhere someone's going to pull it up and go, no, you signed this form, but we might have, I don't know. I'm just, no, no. I'm saying when I graduated into my field, uh, we do have to do this oath. It doesn't mean a lot, but Mm -hmm. the oath basically is saying what you're saying. Like we have kind of signed up for this. Sorry, I'm out of breath. Not good. (laughs) No, but you're, you're totally, you're totally correct. And that's what I'm. I'm kind of like, I understand that that could happen. I feel sorry for the people that are at the bottom of lists. Like if they get, because those are most likely in my part of the area, the mandated people are going to be the ones that are at the bottom of a seniority list, probably. Right. We just have a staffing issue right now where we don't have enough people. So there's no way in hell they're going to be like, well, just stay home. But I do feel Mm. obligated. Like I should say something, but I don't want to be the, oh, look at who's jumping on. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be the guy like, oh, dude, but you have to think, I would, I would, you're thinking, you're not thinking about yourself though. You're thinking about patience. I totally am. That's the thing. I feel fine. Gail's all freaked out. You would think like, I don't know, like I got bit by a zombie and she's just waiting for me to turn or something like that. Hey, the rock. You never know. She's into that thing. Dude, for real. She's like, babe, I love you, but you know, it's true talking to her in, in the future but um yeah she's staying away from me and the, the whole bit and then like last night i was laying down on the or was it this morning no it was last night i was laying on the couch because i really i've just been kind of oh god then tom hanks said it of course but i've just felt tired you know what i mean yes but you yes. normally feel tired when you have a cold that's the thing totally. so totally. i just i've been chilling and um to the point where like i can't even focus on television shows i'm just like falling asleep in the middle of shows and stuff like that just like let my body do its thing and rest but um, last night, you know, how, like when you start getting like a the the harder part of a head cold and you almost feel like you have a fever, but you don't like like it's just this weird feeling in your head. I can't explain it. I just asked her against my better judgment. Hey, do I feel like I have a fever? You should have seen the look on her face. <laughs> <laughs> she looked at it was just mortal terror that she had in her face like she's. She's in it. Is what I, <laughs> yeah, she's in it. bro. <laughs> I love you, babe, but you're in it right now. 
And uh, she's <laughs> going like, through it, is what I'm saying, Steve. He's like, am I supposed to touch your head? Yeah. Is that what you're asking me? I told her, I said, you don't even <laughs> want to get near me. I was a, It was a test. I'm like, you don't even want to kiss me or anything. And she like, I'll kiss you. And she kind of came in close. And you, you could just see it like like she was trying. Someone told her she had to lick a turd. And she was like, Ooh. that is so funny. Dude. <laughs> and I go, get away. I'm not going to make you do this, but I'm glad you love me. But don't go getting yourself sick. Just to prove. Yeah, a point. Yes, exactly. And 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 you're like I said, you it would be better for in your brain if you had like a I go in five minutes later, I have an answer an hour later. I have an answer right now. There are no tests yeah. to they won't even they'll just be like, go home, quarantine yourself. So where does your family go then? Right. That's the thing. Yeah. Where so do, I told where her, do I go, they do you go? want me to quarantine myself? Would that make you feel better? She's like, where are you going to go? The garage? I'm like, damn. That, it's so point. true, dude. Like, I could just send Maj to his mother's and be like, okay, I'm quarantined in my house unless I have to be hospitalized for some reason. But, um, you know, it's, it's hard when people have a family and they can't, you can't, even when you go home to quarantine, self-quarantine, there is no self-quarantine. We have a family of four. Yeah, that's no there's no such thing. So there's a lot of things that need to be. And I mean, like, I wouldn't be surprised, dog, if this situation started make started having people reconsider going into the to the health field. This situation reconsider like makes people reconsider their profession. I don't know. I mean, I think it makes you go shit when you're in the like, for instance, myself right now like ah oh, man of all places to be but i think that people are going to do what they love to do maybe but that's maybe. what i'm saying most people don't love to do what they you do most people just did it for money and when they see people around them dying they're gonna be like oh i don't want to and getting mandated to come in they're gonna be like uh-uh no i didn't know that this could happen like yeah it just got real this is what you do when you love something you do like those there's a lot of healthcare professionals out there that are just there even though other people are leaving because they love what they do and they've signed up for this. I Look, signed dog, up to I, save I, people. Listen, I love what I do, but if they told me to stay home for two weeks, I'm like, yep, okay, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Well, you're logical though. You're logical. Yeah, and I mean, a, I'm trying to use yeah, some logic, you're, logic. you're right. And also a lot of these people, some of them are just like single. You know, they're, you know, I came in here and they have, you know, the stars in their eyes, which yeah. is great. Yeah. Uh, other people that have families are like, look, I love what I do, but- I love my family more. I'm going home. Bottom line, I feel like I can go in tonight because I don't have a fever. If I had a fever, I think I would be concerned. I still kind of want to call and be like, what are, what are you know, I, I've been out of the loop. What are you guys doing with this? <clears throat> Excuse me. But at, the sa- but at the same time, man, it's like, I know I can do the job. I know I can. I don't feel sick. <laughs> But other, you know, <laughs> yeah, dude, I know. I know. And that's the thing. And it's like, guys, we're not trying to freak you out. We're not in the middle of a freak out. I think this is just so much information that has happened over the last, you know, 48, 72 hours that it is worth talking about. So hopefully you didn't come here for, you know, like, I don't think it's probably going to be the most entertaining show we've ever done, but I'm hoping that we can get some information out to people that maybe missed it. Not that it's, it's really hard to miss it these days, but, and, and, you know, obviously we're not professionals, but I think just talking about it in a casual conversation might maybe bring up. Some, I don't know. I don't know why we're talking about it. I guess because it's topical and because I'm sick and because it's like on every single news channel every second of the day. Here's another thing, Steve, real quick, not to throw the freak out even more in. But think about like if you go to the store mm-hmm. and you buy a candy bar. 
how many people have touched that candy bar? And oh, on top sure. of that, how long does the virus linger? Granted, it needs some type of a, it needs a, a, a port, if you will, like like nasal passages or eye, <clears throat> mucous membranes, things like that to get into your system. But it is on surfaces. So how long is it lasting on a surface? That's what I, the reason I bring that up is like you got to keep a level head, folks. Like if you just start going into that type of a thought process where everything around, in other words, like, you know, like you're kind of carrying a mental black light with you and looking for, for content, <clears throat> I'm so sorry, contagions and things like that. Yeah. I, I, I think that you could really kind of get out of hand with it, but. Oh, for sure. At for the sure. same time, it's all, that's like reasonable question. There's a person at work. I walked in this person on the screen had um, a tal- a going number of growth rate second by second as her screensaver. Oh, God. Or not a screen, but on her. I was like, why are you doing it? I have to know. I was like, why? Why do you need to know how many people are infected on Australia? Like, why would you? Why do you think that that number matters to you? I just, you know, and then, you know, and you know what? This, the, here's the one good thing that, that this has brought up is now I know who's crazy. This is a perfect time to know, oh, I didn't know. Like, you know, hearing the people be like, Guess what? Here's what it is. Viruses are man-made. I'm like, ah, you're crazy. I didn't know that. We had normal conversations through all these years. Now I know you're insane. Cool. Done. It takes this to make me know. No, it's an. it was a, a man-made virus that got out of the lab. The great thing is last night that Osterholm, um, Osterholm was like, let me tell you something. In our best days, we could not make a virus this amazing. On our best day he's like he said mother nature always does a better job this is incredible so all y'all that hear oh viruses no Mm -mm. it's just mother nature it's mother nature dude you know there's just a lot of movies out there that get into people's heads and make it 10 times worse oh for sure well you hear uh contagion went viral again well no you know no i didn't mean it like that (laughs) Ah, Steve making jokes. Here's the problem. Why is it's like the top movie again? But why though? Why would you want to watch that? Be like, I'm scared. Let's watch something to make me more scared about something that's happening. Why would you do that? It's it's ridiculous. Like it's like people like being afraid. And I know they have, and now they have a reason to be afraid. But dude, like I went to Winco. And uh, I was like, hey, all your toilet paper and stuff is here. Not bad. She said, yeah, you didn't see the hand sanitizer, though, and the Lysol wipes. I'm like, oh, you know what? I sure didn't look. She said, yeah, those are gone. Yeah. I said, yeah, but the soap's there. She's like, yeah, who knows? I don't know. Soap's always there. I haven't been tripping. I haven't been tripping on that at all. But at some point, you know, maybe we'll need some. But I have gone to the store and out of curiosity, just looked down the aisle, and I haven't seen Jack. So no, everyone's no. paranoid, Steve. Very paranoid right now. Yeah, but, but then why is the soap still there? Well, I mean, it's a good point because soap is, is the best. No, you know, <laughs> soap the is the best, it's the best defense. But it's not like you can just wash down real quick at the grocery store after you touch something. That's true. That, no, that's very true. And the hard thing about where we work is as people are finding out, that soap is no joke. And if you keep washing your hands with that soap, you will dry out, man, because that is powerful soap we have there. You got to moisturize, Steve. <laughs> yes, dude. And a lot of people just wash and move. 
I'm like, look, that is not meant for a eight times a day washing like that. Which I go way over that. Dude. And how how dry are your hands from that soap? Actually, not so bad. But I haven't oh, been really? working a lot over the last couple of weeks. Uh, and also, you probably, do you have lotion at the at the um, facility? But I mean, I wash them all the time anyway. So, no, I do okay. There are times, certain times of the year where my hands will start getting kind of like chafed, I guess would be the word. You yes. know, just kind of rough yes. and sensitive. That's usually around January. And I know it's coming directly from hand washing because we have, I mean, I wash my hands so much. I couldn't even tell you how many times a day I wash my hands. And then on top of that, use the, you know, when I can't get to a sink, I'm using the, the uh, hand sanitizer. And it's all industrial strength. You're right. Well, and now it's scary to even eat things with your hands. Like, I, you know, I had a protein cookie yesterday and I went to get it out of the bag after washing my hands. And then I had to redo all my steps. But like, did I touch anything <laughs> since I walked out of that bathroom? Anything. And then I go back into the bathroom, wash again, and then really pay attention. You just reminded me I was watching Ugly Delicious. Season two just came out and I'm watching Ugly Delicious and they're talking about Indian food, right? Yes. And so uh, this isn't like a racial thing. I'm just saying this is what I saw. So they, they yes. go to India and they're, they're eating and they're with, um, oh God, I just forgot his damn name. Um, uh, who's the little guy? The little guy from Parks and Recreation. Oh, oh, daggone you, I know. Dan. I can't think of his name. Aziz, right I'm now. sorry. Aziz, thank you. Yeah. So they go to so they go to Italy, right? Or excuse me, <clears throat> don't go there either. So they yeah. go to India, and uh-huh. um, they're with Aziz Ansari and his family, and they're hanging out there. And he's you know he's taking them around, he's showing them all these great places to eat, and the food all looks wonderful and everything. But a customary thing for them to do is to eat with their hands, and that doesn't normally gross me out. But I'm watching this, and it just so happens to be that it's this week that I'm watching it, and I'm just like, oh yeah. no, oh no, you no, you can't be doing that right now. You got to bring back the spoon. Yeah, you know I love Ugly Delicious. I forgot about that. Dude, it's such show. a great show. This season's I love different. That show. I was planning on talking about it, um, and I will in a little bit. But it's it's different than last season. It's kind of more endearing this season. It's more about family and things like that. And I'll, and I'll explain it later. But yeah, well, it's a great I, show. It, it, am I? I might be thinking about a different show. Ugly Is Delicious it sh- with David Chang, the chef. Okay, and he does. He did do that thing where he's like, "This food is actually an ethnic food that." other people took and made something. Remember that where they went to like the South and they tasted fried chicken in different places. Was that ugly delicious? Uh, God, I watched so many cooking shows, man. I get them all. But you remember that though, didn't you? Yeah. But he he does talk about that a lot. Like that's kind of, okay, good. I mean, that's not just that, but that's sort of the concept of ugly delicious anyway is, um, his pot is good too. Some of the food that they make isn't exact, you know, cause it's like, um, cultural food. Yes. So, it's not always the most pretty thing in the world, but it tastes really well. Tastes really good. Yeah, he, I am just dude, out of it, you guys. If I sound, no, I sound crazy today. I apologize. I, I sound that, like I have my head up my ass. <laughs> that that dude. Yeah, you do sound stuffy. Yeah. I, I don't want. Yeah, but he's he's really good. His uh, he can quote Nishi like no one's business. I didn't realize. I listened to his pod and it was like he just quotes Nishi off the back of his. Uh, Chang, he has a podcast. Yeah, and he could just quote Nietzsche. And it's the thing Are is, you talking about he, David Cho or David Chang? Chang, the 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 the. It's not about cooking. He interviews people that are not in his field that are super smart and figuring out how it applies to him. Uh, what is it called? I'm sorry. I know this is a, this is a selfish oh, thing, but I'd like to oh, know shoot. what it is. 
<clears throat> oh, here we go. The Dave Chang Show. Yeah, the Dave Chang. That's that's a good name for it. He's really, really, really smart, dude. Yeah, the I'm gonna have to check that out. Dude. Down, like I'm a, he, I'm a big fan of this guy. He's really good. He's really into like meditation and, uh, you know, oh, you know, this. He has his theories about life and how there is no good or evil. There is just it's just really interesting stuff. And I didn't though. Oddly enough, my brother in law Michael he sent that to me. He was like, "Hey, this guy's really smart." And I looked at a picture. I was like, "Hey." It's homeboy. Yeah, I'll check it out. And I listened, and the first episode he sent me was the one that was like, oh, my God. That is so good. It was really good. You know what? What the hell? I might as well just rate the show since we talked about it a little bit. But, yeah, if you've seen Ugly Delicious Season 1, it is a continuation of that. Um, if, if you haven't seen it, it stars David Chang. He is a chef, and like we've been talking about for the last few minutes, he's a pretty smart guy, apparently. But... What I like about a show, much like a lot of the cooking shows that are out right now, is the you know the um, variety of people that come onto the show. I mean, some of them are celebrities, a lot of them are family. What I like about this season is that, and particularly on episode one, is that uh, he's expecting a baby, or they were expecting a baby. Oh, so they beautiful. they they do have like you know some footage of like when she first found out, all the way up until delivery. And it's really endearing. Uh, the first one's about making homemade baby food and stuff like that. And it doesn't sound exciting guys. I know, but it's just, the, it's the family element of it. It's there's something about this show. That's really endearing. And I think you guys will like it. Uh, second one again was like the Indian food one. And I haven't gotten too much further just because I, I said, I've been kind of falling asleep while watching things, no matter how good it is. I'm just falling asleep because I'm tired, but it's a great show. I talked about it in the last season that it came out. I think I talked about it like right when it came out, this one dropped on March 6th you can find it on Netflix and you should check it out. And I am going to give this one, Steve, I'm going to give this one. Um, this season so far is definitely a three out of five filthy contaminated hands in Indian food. <laughs> I like it, man. Uh, <clears throat> hey man, before we get too far into this, I should probably do the contact information. It's been a minute since I've done so. Do you mind? All right, go for it. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Heroes of Noise podcast. Do you want to get a hold of the show? Hit us up at heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. That is heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, you can hit us up at Heroes of Noise. You can reach me, Dan, at DanQPublic, and Steve at SE underscore Hudson Music. Go to www.heroesofnoise.com, and you can get it all right there. Voicemail, subscribe to the show, check out our friend show. Then go to Facebook and join the Heroes of Noise podcast community, all right? I got all these instructions for you, all right? There we go, Steve. I don't know what the hell he's doing with the ooh, ooh ah, 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 but he's doing it. <laughs> also, hit us up on Patreon. We're there. We've got bonus shows for you. We've got all kinds of little things that we'll be doing throughout the year. You should come along and check it out. Also, is that it? I think that's everything, actually. Oh, no, I do have one more thing that I, I didn't write in, Steve, but I, I'm going to go ahead and turn this shit down real quick because I can't stand disturbed, but it was topical. All right. One more thing, guys. We rarely ask this, but I thought it's been a while since we've seen anything. So if you are listening to the show, you have iTunes or Apple Podcasts, what have you, and you have the capability to leave a review, do us a favor, leave us a review. It's been a, it's been a hot minute since we've gotten one. We're trying to get noticed. It would be nice to be up there. You know, make us feel special like we're doing something right. Other than that, I'm going to turn it back to you, Steve, because I can barely talk right now. I totally get it. Um, Dan, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but you were, uh, you, you were a guest on a pod. Oh, thank you for reminding me, sir. Yes, yes. Just recently, this week, I was on, it was kind of like two podcasts. It was really one. Uh, there's a guy out there named Lenny Aiello and another guy named Mark Buskin. And I met both of these awesome people at C2E2. 
we struck up a conversation because they have this new podcast that's all called What's Your Story? And what it is, it's, it's basically a leftover army podcast right now. And I have a feeling that it's going to grow into something bigger if they really want it to, because I, I love the concept. Basically, it's just uh, taking members of the leftover army. I happen to be one of those people and just asking them random questions, getting to know them. And it was pretty cool, man. I had a great time on that. Um, I'll put the link into the notes, but check it out. It's about an hour long and it was really fun, man. Like I said some shit that I don't normally say, but they made me very comfortable and I just felt very like it was no big deal to just to let things out like that. So yeah, it's called What's Your Story? Check it out. They're both great guys. And then their other show is called Nerdaholics. And I did do a quick little stint on there too, uh, right before we, we busted it up into two parts. So I will put those links in and I want to say thank you to Lenny and Mark for having me on. That is so freaking awesome. It's great to have, uh, you know, friends of the pod and everything. And I know you killed it without a shadow. of. I'm shocked at what you said you talked about. That is fairly shocking to me. What do you mean? What you said you talked about. You're like, I opened up about, I don't want to, I wouldn't want to ruin it. But no, there's no, this- no. Like there's nothing, I'm, there's nothing that's like controversial. It's just, they asked me, maybe I said it incorrectly, but they just, I just felt very comfortable. Like there was no pauses when they asked me things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Normally, but I, I think there's one subject that I was like, "Oh wow." Did you listen? No, you said it. Okay, I don't remember what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, maybe you said it. I thought you talked about pause. I thought you talked about Sarah. Oh, that was on a different show. Oh, oh, oh. My bad. All right, pause back. Steve, you're terrible. Well, you've been on, dude, you, you, it's not, you know what? Forgive me. You're a very, you're a frequent guest on many things. (laughs) Oh, you talked about this on that. I appreciate that. You're I have all your support and you're listening and stuff. Getting the, I listen. Okay. Listen, I do know what you talk about on certain, that's mean to say. (laughs) Yeah. Just stop talking. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just stop. But I do know my, my, I mean, I pay attention to my brother, man. And when I saw that, I was like, Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> like what do you hear the squeak of the back pedal do you hear it ladies and gentlemen no i'm just yes. kidding no um, okay uh, and so okay dan listen listen speaking of speaking of amazing podcast all right you did a breakdown of chicago yes a limited breakdown <laughs> because i didn't want to you know like in retrospect i wish i would have done more because you know, I, I kind of wanted to do the rest of the show. So I gave a quick breakdown. I did miss a lot of things, though. You know, there's a lot of things I didn't cover. Yes. But, you know, I should have just done what our friend Nana Pratt from Blurred to Rust did, where he yeah. broke down his C2E2 vacation. It took about three hours for him to talk about this stuff. And let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't know Nana Pratt, he is, I swear to God, this dude is the most lovable cat in the world, man. He's so fucking awesome. But he's very energetic in, in the things that he, in his, like, how am I trying to say it? Like, hearing him describe this from his point of view was one of the most entertaining things ever. Just because, and again, I got to see, like, the physical version of it, too. Like, the man is just, he's excitable, but not, like, in a weird, negative way. He just enjoys everything, at the you know, for the moment that it is. So, he did a fantastic breakdown of his coverage of C2E2, and you guys should check it out. It's on Blurred to Rust, and I will put a link up to that, too. But, dude, Nana, you, you, missed, a, you missed an adventure, dude. You really did. Not you, I man. believe I'm it, man. talking about you, Steve. Yeah, I totally believe it. I, I will have to live with this forever, and I might have to live with this past next year, considering what's happening now. I can tell it's eating you up on the inside, buddy. You all right? It is. I'm barely getting through. I can tell. I can tell. You know... <laughs> You know what's funny? I think y'all are so much better than me. 
Because I'd be freaking out right now. About being there and then coming back or what? Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, it's definitely on my mind, sir. It's not like it's Well, not. yeah, but not like I think I would be freaking out. Legit. Every, every little thing I feel in my throat, I'd be like, what? Who went? Where? Why? Who? What? You know, but everyone's just chill. I'm like, oh, you know, maybe this time I accidentally missed it, you know? I don't know. It's, it's going to get you. If you do go to a con, it's going to get you. It's just one of those things. If you don't, fantastic. Maybe because of all these vegetables you eat. Maybe you'll do better. I'm not even being a smart. That's what he said. He did say, uh, uh, Osterholm deals like eat a lot of vegetables, uh, exercise. And, uh, if you have blood pressure, keep taking your blood pressure medicine. If you have high blood pressure, yeah. it's like all those get a lot of sleep. He's like, sleep, sleep, sleep. That's what I've been doing. That's a very good, that's a very good thing to do, dude. And so, um, there's no, unfortunately, there was no on Rogan be like, I can't, what about if I sit on my head, my stand on my head, put my feet up in the air and enjoy the, the feng shui of the room. He was like, yeah, no, that's, I don't know why you've been telling people that <laughs> That doesn't work. Just do normal stuff. I love that. He, unfortunately, he was just so real, but yeah, everybody keep exercising. Even if you go at night, not at night, even if you go early in the morning, and when no one's really on the road, just jog, take a brisk walk, keep your heart rate up for 20 minutes at a time. And that can make a difference too. You know, Dr. Steve, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for him. Only on exercise. I know my thing about working out a little something. That but sounded Dan, smart ass on my part. And I didn't mean it. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, no. listen to Dr. Steve. I didn't mean it like that, dude. Oh, I'm so out of it today, guys. I'm so I know, sorry. I know. Okay. I, but I have to ask you a question. What's up? And I'm sorry. I'm going to go out of order. I'm just admitting that I'm terrible today, guys. All right. Okay. And I'm sorry, I'm, go out of, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a good co-host today. Yes, you are. You're wonderful. No, I'm shit, Dude, Steve. I'm shit. On what? On what you've been watching? <laughs> it says Man of Steel. Yeah, I brought that up for <laughs> I, you know why? All right. I'm not laughing at you, but I was looking, I was like, as in Man of as Steel. As in Man of Steel, Henry Cavill. Yes. Yes. What? So Man of Steel gets a lot of of bad yeah a lot of uh what's the word i'm looking for a lot of hate i guess you could yes, say yes now you haven't true. seen this movie i have not seen i want to why though like what what I, I was watching it last night i don't know for like the sixth maybe fifth or sixth time and i'm thinking to myself why hasn't steve not watched this movie yet says he wants to what's your what's it's your not streaming it's That's not it. streaming not streaming i should have just given you this I, I got another code steve it was a buck it cost me one dollar for man of steel some people are probably like saying you got robbed, but <laughs> you know what, dude? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I have to put this movie up to like, I got to compare it. So let's go. Okay. This is all old conversation. This is like, we're going back in time to like 20, I don't know. What was it? 20. I don't even remember when it came out. 2016. Who knows when it came out, but yes. it's like, we're going back in time and talking about this. So I apologize. But the reason that I, I wanted to talk, to talk about it is it's definitely a flawed movie, but I don't think it's a bad movie. Like, I think it's, it's, I was really enjoying it. I think where it starts to hang up is at the end. The end goes on for way too long. Okay. And it just, they, they really could have, I think it's some editing issues. They could have probably shaved off maybe 15, 20 minutes off of this movie and it would have been better, you know? Uh, but yeah. I think Henry Cavill's fine. He is a little dry i think he's way more dry in the sequels like you know uh batman v superman and justice like i think he's just way dry but i, I liked him in this one man and i, I liked uh, uh michael shannon as zod too 
Oh, of course, dude. He's, that's he, that's he's the part he was meant shit. to play. Yeah, he's meant to play that. Russell Crowe is Jor-El. It was not bad to me. I don't know. But I'm a fan. Like, I'm going to say my Superman is Christopher Reeve. Yeah, of course. Like, from day one. Of you course. Know? Ever since I walked into that theater and the guy said, hi, welcome to the premiere of Superman. Here is a glow-in-the-dark rock, and we're going to call it Kryptonite. I was hooked. That's really cool. Yeah, I wish I still had that's that thing. Really cool. But anyway, it's not bad. I'm here to say that Man of Steel is not bad. It's a little long. It's got some editing issues, Uh but nah, man, I know there's people out there that just really hate this movie. And I say, come on, bring it. Let's have a debate because it's not a bad movie. Now, if you want to get all, you know, all in in, uh, issue 66 or blah, blah. Yeah, you're going to win because I don't read Superman comics. But I think that they had something good. Like if you really they started off strong, in my opinion, you know, and if you if you really compare it, like, I mean, come on, Suicide Squad, that shit was weak. What else? Um Batman v Superman, which one's better? Weak. What Batman v Superman versus Man of Steel? Yes, Man of Steel, all the way. Interesting, all the way. I liked Batman versus Superman. I didn't say I disliked it. So that means I think I'm that it's, really it's like a Man more solid movie. Okay, but this is just my opinion. People are, you know, people get mad over some dumb shit, but that's no, what I think. Get mad because you like Man of Steel. They're gonna be like, more power to you. I wasn't even really gonna like rate it or anything. It's just that I just I wanted to give it a now little. Now you bit have love. to. Do yeah, I have, have to? to? You know, it's funny. Yes. I remember when we went to go see that movie, it was me, my friend Mike Canton, and Gail. We're watching this movie. See, Gail might disagree with me because there was one point in the movie where it's like totally quiet, right? And Gail fell asleep and she happened to do like a... Like she, she had a little <laughs> snore. Whole theater heard it. Woke her up pretty quick though. But so, yeah, she fell asleep in it. But no, I, I enjoyed the movie, man. And I said, you know, for a dollar, I think it's worth giving this movie a shot again. Checking it out. Okay. Man of Steel is worth a dollar. They put some work into it. And I think it's great. I, there is some some variations. There's no uh, Fortress of Solitude. Uh, there's more spaceships involved in this, man. But no, I, I think it's a solid movie. I still think it's one of the better DC movies, the current DC movies that are out right now. So okay. love for Man of Steel. Uh, what will I give this movie? I'm going to give this one. I will give Man of Steel a solid three out of no. I will give Man of Steel two point seven five out of five broken necks. That's a decent score. I will. That's worth me watching it. It's not. There's bad. no question. Yeah, that's worth me. And I like Henry. Ca- I liked him back in those that weird Greek god movie. He. I was like, this guy's a star. So I will definitely watch Man of Steel, if only because it's uh, one of the doctors I talked to about movies and crap. Uh, he showed me a scene where he loses his temper and puts a very heavy thing very high. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is pretty cool. I, I like that because, it, you know, that's the thing, too. It kind of had that. Uh, that's what reminded me of the old Christopher Reeve movie is there's always the trucker bully. Why is it they're always a truck? Why are truckers made out to be assholes in movies? Yeah. Like uh, what was yeah. that movie? Uh, uh, Dumb and Dumber. Remember Seabass? Of course. Seabass was bad. Uh, Superman 2. Superman got his ass kicked by the guy in the uh, in the diner. And then there's, yes. this other, there's another cat, too. There's Why? a million mean trucker movies. What is the deal about mean truckers? I think there I need think... to be more movies like um, Over the Top, Stallone. He wasn't a great person, either. He was arm wrestling for a cause, though, Steve. Was he? I think so. <laughs> okay. And okay. he bonded with his son at the end. Spoilers. Why are you ruining over the top? <laughs> ruining over the top? That movie came out Jesus, when I was like, dude. I don't even know if I had pubes when that movie came out, dude. Meet me halfway across the sky, Jay. That is not from over the top. Wait a minute. Yes, it is. No. Is it? Okay, hold on. Let's think. Hold on. Isn't now that this... uh, Top Gun? 
Oh, it might. No, I thought it was. So what's the what's the Michael? What's Homeboy's song from Over the Top? I'm I'm guessing it's gonna be a Frank Stallone jam. No, it's him. He's like, hey, Drake, you want to write yet another song for me? Yeah, slide. What what you got? Well, I'm making this movie, all right? This movie. About, <laughs> That's this a really good story. It's, it's highly uh, ridiculous, but it's making this movie about a. All right, here's the punch, right? I got this move when I'm arm wrestling, right? And I put my hand over the top of their head. Guess what I'm calling the movie, Frank? I don't, I don't know, Sly. What are you calling it? It's called Over the Top. You're Damn. a freaking genius, Sly. Damn. Oh! Entirely irregular. You, that's a really good Stallone, dude. Thank you. That's probably one of the, your, your best. Thank you. Uh, it is Meet Me Halfway. Meet Me Halfway is from like, Over the Top? Over the Top, Kenny Loggins, yeah. You're shitting me. That's it. That's how I heard it. He was the soundtrack king for a long time. <laughs> hold, just hold, hold the. That's phone. a great freaking song too. Here, hold. He on. had a great voice, man. Where are you seeing this? Go to over the top soundtrack and look I, at the track list. I'm in Apple Music. I don't see it. I would Google it, and that gives you the. Well, that's a shame. Soundtrack. I mean, it's no big deal. I was just gonna play some, uh, play some music from it, but uh, oh well. A, I guess. I'm, oh, here we go. Song. Over the top soundtrack. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, but you know what? This is like a mix. Oh, look at him right there. He's, he's putting his fingers over the top. <laughs> <laughs> so this, oh, you sure as hell are right, man. Kenny Loggins, ladies and gentlemen, listening to Yacht Rock. Hey, you like Yacht Rock? Well, then you better fucking like Kenny Loggins because that's pretty much all they play on the Yacht Rock channel. Is he Yacht Rock? Um, According to the Yacht Rock channel, he is. That's because amazing. I thought he was It's always listening. like Loggins and Messina. Listen to that. Listen to the Golden Tones. Golden Tones, Kenny Loggins. He has such a good voice. Dude, he killed it, huh? He had Footloose, Top Gun. He had Top Gun, yeah. What else? Is there, are there other ones? Hold on, let's see. Jesus Christ. I think maybe we've stumbled on something here. It's just the, the recording power, the artistry of Kenny Loggins. And then he's wow, got like, they have a thing called Kenny Loggins Soundtrack Hits. <laughs> He's got what? Over the top. Okay. I don't even know what. Oh, he did Caddyshack. <gasps> he did do Caddyshack. I'm all right. Yep. Oh, Playing, wow. He did a Celebrate Me Home from Celebrate Me Home. What is that? Please celebrate me home. Remember that song? No, but I love the way you sing it. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going <laughs> to do these dulcet tones. Yeah, meet me halfway, footloose, danger zone. He did the both. Oh, Pooh Corner, return to Pooh Corner. Return to Pooh Corner. What the fuck yes! is that? I remember that song too. There's a song called Return to Pooh Corner. Uh, no, it's it's uh all the pretty pon- ponies from Return to Pooh Corner. Oh, here we go. I got to. I can just picture young Steve. Oh, he did do Rainbow Connection. He did not write Rainbow Connection. No, he sung it for Return to Pooh Corner. You know what? That song, I'm not even going to play that song. That song can go and fuck itself, Steve. Whoa, 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 whoa. That version. That version. No, that's a really good version. Dude, stop it. There's nothing. There's the original version of Rainbow Connection, and then that's it. Who sung the original version? Uh, Jim Henson was the one that sung that. Okay, let me tell you something. Karen Carpenter outsings all of them. No. Stop. Oh my God, Dan. Dude, you can't take the original song 
and 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 do that. No. Karen Carpenter is a better version. I'm sure Jim Henson would have said her version is right. way better. All right, I'll be the judge of this shit. She sucks. I'm a little pissed at you right now that you're even. I'm ex- glad. I'm glad that you learning is should get you pissed off because it's changing your your views. I am not appreciating your rhetoric right now, and I'm gonna find it. Oh my god, everyone does this damn song. No, only Karen. No, Weezer, Willie Nelson, Kenny Loggins, Megan Hilty, whoever that is. Only Karen matters. The cast of Glee. Come on, Jesus. Guess whose version I'm not finding. Karen Carpenter, Rainbow Connection. Yeah, I don't see it. Yeah. Me first in the Gimme Gimmies. That's a great name. Um, that is really actually really good. I don't see it, but now you have me kind of curious. People are like, dude, just put down your damn iPad. Let's see, Karen Carpenter. Why hasn't someone made a group called Stud Finders? <laughs> Why they... That's a really good group for like a whim- for a, a, a female group. The Stud Finders. The stud it's like finders. a real. It's like a really good name. You should name your band that, Steve. <laughs> See where that gets you. <laughs> That's a great name, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage for the first time, Steve Hudson and the Stud Finders. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad, actually. All right, check this out. This is, I, I see uh, the Rainbow Connection outtake. What is this? Listen. It's already bad. Gee, listen to her voice. Oh, dude, I'm back as a child. This, listen this? to her voice. Why are there so many Oh, my God, her voice. Rainbows and Jesus. Oh, her voice, dude. Oh, my God. No. I would much rather hear. I would much rather hear uh, Kermit the Frog do it. Oh, well, then you're out of your mind. I've heard Kermit a million times. Okay, I've heard Kermit a million times. Karen redefined the song because her voice is perfection. It is a perfect voice. Nah. I mean, I'm not denying that her voice is beautiful. Perfect. But. It's no uh, Kermit the Frog when it comes to this song, dude. Dan. Okay, okay. You know what? Hold up. Everybody in in our group, what was your favorite version of this song? How dare you? Dude, it's a fucking Muppet singing, and it's a better song. It's not. Listen to him go, little green guy. Listen. Come on. Oh, it's, it's adorable, but it's not as good as Karen's. And what's on the other side? Yeah, man, that's the not way to go. Not a chance, dude. Not a chance. Dude. Listen, no. I'm not saying that Karen Carpenter doesn't have a better voice than Jim Henson. I'm not saying that at all. She's got a beautiful, she had a beautiful voice. They both had nice voices, but it's, it's Who? just, it's just. <sighs> they both I, had I, nice voices? Put it this way. Put it this way. I think that if you had a song that you really liked, right? And mm-hmm. I said, no, this one was done better. You'd be like, you would argue, no, it's a remake. I know you would. You've done it. Okay, but sometimes the, the remakes the are Steve better. This is the Steve Hudson five-year-old argument. But right sometimes here. the remakes are better. Like what? Uh, uh, Killing Me Softly? You're saying... Roberta Flax, Roberta Flax is better than the original. Who did the original? Uh, this folk singer. 
Okay. It's just not a good right. version. Well, that's news to me because I thought she did okay. it originally, and I thought you were going to say that the Fuji's was better. No, no, no. Okay. Roberta Flex right. is better. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah, okay. Okay, then. I'll give you that one. Anything else? <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Donny Hathaway's... Um, ooh. Ooh. I'd say um, Earth, Wind, and Fire's version of Gotta Get You Into My Life is better than Paul McCartney's. Hmm. Gotta get you. Oh, it's not close. That's a good song, too. It's <laughs> a damn good song. You know, we're just going to have to agree to disagree on this one because I can't argue the other ones. But uh, I'm just going to say <laughs> Kermit is my jam when it comes to Rainbow Connection. Totally understandable, but daggone what did. And it was Paul McCartney gave it to the right people to redo, bro. <laughs> Golly, what a good song that was. You don't like um, their hits, do you? Earth, Wind, and Fire's no. hits. Oh, no, I do like... I like that. Uh, Wish Upon a Star. Uh, Shining, Shining Star. star. That whole... That intro? Ridiculous. And live? Identical. I have a feeling I know what you're going to say about this song. Oh, boy, I cannot wait, Dan, a thin. I bet you. No, I just know what you're going to say. <laughs> no, tell me. Wrong. You got to say it first. No, what because you say? can change your answer. You know what I'm saying? I won't. I could Go. change my answer, too. I know, but tell me. I think you are, You dislike this song strongly. Okay. Maybe not strongly. Let's see. Hold on. Do I think you dislike it strongly? I think it's, you're going to say something like it's overplayed. Um, I don't know what you're going to say, but okay. here we go. I can't wait. Okay, yeah, two things. <laughs> Did you say two things? Yeah, two things. Hold on, let me just hear the let me just hear it kick in real quick. You know why I like this song? I'm like, oh shit. I'm on a flying carpet right now. And I'm no question. That's exactly what it is. Yes. It's like a fantasy. <laughs> Damn. It's got that kind of vibe. Yeah. Hey, you're like like picture us. You're you're on the back of the carpet. I'm in the front, and I'm like pointing at shit. And you're like, "Oh yeah, look!" And I'm like, you point at something. I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's not as cool as this, but look." <laughs> yeah, man. And, Scott and then we both then we both look at each other Can't and do that. Erase this oh, dude! What a great freaking song. Take a ride in the sky on a ship fantasy. All your dreams will come true right away. Oh, sorry. Got a little sour there, ladies and gentlemen. It's because I'm sick. I'm trying. I'm sick, though. Normally, it's just all Philip Bailey goodness coming out. Ooh, that sounds bad. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, that's I, you. Perp- I think you purposely do that. I could just all day long with Philip Bailey coming out of my mouth. It's crazy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> all right. What are your two things about fantasy? Number one, it is overplayed. Number uh-huh. two, I still love it, though. Oh, good, Steve. I'm glad. That's, that's a, a jam. fantastic song. It's, like anytime that song comes on in the car, I'm like, shut up. But dad, I'm trying to tell you about my grades. Shut up. Fantasy's on. Well, I don't think your son would ever do that. No, he'd be like, shut up. Exactly. <laughs> he'd be like, I'm trying to do, listen to some Earth Wind. Because he's a bigger fan of Earth Wind than you are. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Because he's, he's into he, all the brass and the, and the yeah, jazz. Yeah, and he's like up there right below me. Maybe he's above you. No, that's not true. But you, yeah, you have, you like have this weird superiority complex, sir. There's some kind of issues. There's a lot going on in the mind of Steve Hudson. I don't know everything that's going on, but there's a lot. A lot what? Going oh, on. I didn't get to ask you. What song would you say that the um, remake is better than the original? I don't know, man. I mean, you named two really good ones. Um, 
And I know that whatever I say, you're going to disagree with. No, what do you do? You like George Michael's someone, somebody to love better than Queen? Um, no. It's a damn good version. Oh, okay. No, I, I'm just big on the originals. Okay. If I like the original, it's not like I'm going to be like, oh, that's shit. But it's just I, I have my my preferences. You know what I mean? No, that's I totally I totally understand. I totally understand that, especially when we're talking about you know Queen. It's not fair. But I think the closest we've gotten was him to be able to do it. And the fact that he did it live in front of all those people and destroyed it. I'm like, you know, he was something. Oh, my brain's so uh, foggy, dude. Michael. I had one and it's just gone. I apologize. But yeah, no, I, I can think of uh, maybe it'll come back to me, but I don't want to waste any time. Oh, you know what? That. Um, uh, Respect, Arya, that's a better re- than the original. Who did that? I forgot who did the original R-E-S-B-S-E-T. Oh, how about Hard to Handle by the Black Crows? Oh, that's I didn't even know there was an original to that. There is. I don't know who it is off the top of my head, but I can guarantee you it's better. I love that song. What about um, two different styles? Kind of the same style, but it's definitely different. What about Crossroads, Eric Clapton? But, and redone by who? Robert Johnson is the one that did it. Oh, I thought you meant, okay. Um, I've never heard Robert Johnson's version. It's that's, I mean, I, but you've heard Robert Johnson, right? Yes. So just picture the crossroads with Robert Johnson, and that's pretty much the song. Yeah, John, Robert Johnson uh, creeps me out. He's the devil. That man. song creeps me out. He went and he talked to the devil. I know. I don't like that. That, that, creeps, that creeps me out. There's because. a movie. Ralph Macchio, Steve Vai. Have you seen the documentary? Yeah, the Netflix thing. I watched some of it, but it, for some reason, it didn't hold my interest, and I'm not sure oh. why. I thought it was really, really good. Dude. I'm sure it was. It, I, I'm blaming myself because I love music documentaries, but you know, maybe I was sick that day too. There's just some times where I'm trying to watch something and I, maybe it's because I'm making myself watch something when I don't actually want to watch something. Yes. And I just kind of lose interest that way. I do that a lot. I try to really, you know, watch everything I can. And sometimes I end up watching too much, much like the things that we've watched this week, Steve. Hey, how about that segue? Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Have you watched anything? Uh, I watched part of the episode of one of the things that you watch. The other stuff that I watched, it would take too much time to talk about. But I did watch Hunt, uh, an episode of Hunters. Ah, uh, Hunters with Al Pacino. What do you think about this, man? Well, I, I got to tell you right now. Hunters, Amazon Prime. This is the most interesting shit I've watched all week. Maybe all month. And I'm going to stop right there. Steve, what do you think? I hope it's bad that we can have a contradiction here. I So far, okay, number one, I love when things are not subtle. Love it. I yeah, love there's it. There's no subtlety like, in this at all. No. And I, I don't want you to be like, what do you think happened? No, don't give me eight episodes of, and then the first kill is going to happen in episode seven, and then it starts gent. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. That first scene, I'm like, oh, guess who's in? Yeah. Your boy's in. Your boy. Because when that guy shows up, he normally is a douche. Mm hmm. Well, he's still when kind he of a douche. Shows. Huh? He's still kind of a douche in this, if you think about it. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying when he shows up, he's a douche. Oh, you know there's douchebaggery afoot? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, when he, when I was like, when, so when he pulls up, when I, when he, when he does something horrible, I'm like, yeah, yeah, because <laughs> it's him. Yeah. So of course he's going to do something horrible. I loved that first scene, dude. Absolutely adored it. And then it just got. I mean, it went like uphill from there. They don't even show Homeboy for a while. They don't show Pacino for a second. 
and I love the fact that they, you know, you kind of get sucked into this world and like I'm in the way that this uh when I saw Sister Girl come in, I was like, Oh, I love her. Oh, she's and great. so it's fantastic, dude. So far, Dan, thank you. You're welcome. I don't know if I would have but you know what? I I have been in a Pacino because I've bought two of his movies as of late, and so I'm in that I'm in a, a, a um not a Pacino but a um Quentin Tarantino mood. So I bought two movies, and then I watched this, so I'm right up. I'm like, yep. And this I'm in. This definitely has some Quentin Tarantino flavor to it too. Just oh, the dude. way that it's um like it's not what's the word I'm looking for? It's just it's very comic-y. Let me read yes. the premise real quick. It says, in 1977 yeah. in New York City, a troubled young Jewish man bent on revenge is taken in by a secret group of Nazi hunters. That should be enough right there, ladies and gentlemen. But fighting a clandestine war against the, or excuse me, fighting a clandestine war. I'm sick, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. Against the the cabal of high-ranking Nazi officials in hiding who worked to create the Fourth Reich. That was probably the worst reading I've ever done, Steve. I should just stop right now. But let me just tell you what. This show, like Steve says, right from the get-go takes off. And it never really lets up. Like, it's just always something. What I like about it is the characters, man. Like, they, they, there's a lot of um, character building in this. And it's got a fantastic fucking cast. I mean, you got Logan Lerman. You have uh, Jerrica Hinton, Lena Olin. <clears throat> excuse me. Greg Austin, Timothy Boone. Of course, Al Pacino. And then, like, um, the Logan Lerman, though. I wanted to talk about him for just a second. Because my first memory of Logan Lerman... Who plays Jonah? He's sort of the main character in this. He is the main character in this. Uh, maybe your son liked these movies, but I think it's a few years off. Did you ever watch any of the Percy Jackson movies? Uh, my son did when he was little. Yeah, man. He's Percy Jackson. That's what I remember him from. And I, <laughs> I love what they're doing to this show. It's, and doing, like, he's not, uh, he's not fucking holding back on this. And he's not trying to hold on to no. the whole Percy Jackson thing. No. But the way there's certain TV shows, I'm trying to think, um, not even just necessarily TV shows, movies too. Uh, Polar, remember Polar? Loved it with Mads Mikkelsen. So you know how they would do those things where it would be like a, it would show the the one character and it would give like a background, like an animated yep. background. That's the kind of shit they do on this. It's very comic like. It feels like it's based on a comic, but I think it's just a comic. It's it's borrowing like that that feeling of a comic book. You know what I mean? So it's like mixing Quentin Tarantino has nothing to do with this, by the way, with a comic book and just adding all these awesome ass components, man. I mean, who doesn't want to see Nazis go down, you know, but it's um, what I like about this is how far are you into this, by the way? Just one. one episode? I'm only only watched the first episode. OK, so I don't really want to say too much about it, but these are all Nazis that were basically um, gathered up by the government after World War Two and brought over because they wanted they didn't want the Russians to get them is really what's going on here. So, you know, they, they, they took all their scientists and stuff and they hid them. They gave them these new lives. They assumed these new identities. They have accents like you have Nazi like head Nazi guys that used to work in Auschwitz and they're now hanging out and there's barbecuing and, you know, talking this way and shoot fuzzy and just y'all want to uh, you want a hot dog you know like they've completely changed their personality until it's until until they don't and when they finally reveal man it's it's vicious like there's some really really good shit on this show there's 10 episodes of this i think i am on episode seven right now and the only reason that i'm not all the way through is because i've been waiting for gail to watch it with me because she's she's surprisingly into this too it's a great fucking show you guys you got to watch this hunters on amazon prime check it out um do you, do you feel comfortable rating this at all not Steve? yet i'm not but you're you're far enough in or would you rather to wait to see if it sticks the landing no um you know i'm gonna assume that it does stick the landing only because okay. 
I've seen, in a, I'm going off of other people's opinion, but I've heard like, oh, that ending though, that ending though. So I'm going to give this one uh, a solid 4.5 out of five menorahs, Steve. That is a perfect, you know, you know what, what scene so far I've liked the most? What's that? Are you my mother? Oh yeah. Jesus, dude. Dude. That is a great character, bro. There are. (laughs) When he walks in and the guy's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Oh, it's so good how he slowly is like, oh, you know who I am now, don't you? What do you, what do you think of Josh Radner in this? Who's Josh Radner? Well, on the show, he's playing, um, is it Lonnie Flame? What the hell's his name? Lonnie, uh. Lonnie Flash. Sorry, I said Lonnie Flash. Uh, he plays Lonnie Flash. He's the one that is, uh, he has some Hollywood ties. He's kind of sleazy, wears the sunglasses. The guy I'm oh, talking yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah. is from uh, How I Met Your Mother. I didn't know that. Yeah, dude. It's <laughs> it's from How I Met Your Mother. Okay, I hardly like, recognize him. I can't wait to finish, dude, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just keep on watching. Because, again, I was watching other movies, and I went from Tarantino, like six hours of Tarantino right into this. And I was like, oh, it's... It's seamless, dude. It definitely fits. That's it for sure. It is seamless. No, no, I'm lying. Three hours of Tarantino, two hours of Scorsese, then this. And it Jesus. seamlessly went in. Jesus. That's what she said. You know, but another yeah, thing that's really awesome about this show is that Al Pacino doesn't over Al Pacino. He doesn't. He's he doesn't just, do, he's playing, he's show got me a God! There was none of that. Yeah, there's none of that. You know, that, that thing, like, he's not doing any of that kind yeah. of stuff. Which it's weird because it seemed like right after Scent of a Woman, he just became the character in Scent of a Woman. Gee, there's and he no was always over the top. Great always. ass. You know, all that Remember kind of stuff. Remember in Heat where he was just like, show me all you got? Show me all you got? I was like, dude, this guy is off the chain, bro. Yeah. Now he's starting to kind of, hey, I can just, just, I think also it's age. He can't do that. If I asked him to do show me all you got, could he do it? Maybe. Maybe once. Maybe. Now I'm tired, Steve. I'm gonna go back to my trailer and rest. No, he he's looks good. great. He's really good in he this looks dude. Great. And then he, and he the villains. Like I don't yeah. wanna I don't wanna say too much to you because you're not like I think I would yeah. really love to I would spoil the shit out of this if you watched it with me, but you're not there yet. So the villains though, like there's just one guy. He's the main one. You'll know what I'm talking about. He's the one that's always he's the most evil out of all of them. And I'm talking about not back. Because there's lots of flashbacks to Auschwitz and stuff like that. This is the guy that's out right now. Um, trying to find him. I, I can't think of his name. Uh, is it Dylan Baker? No, not Dylan Baker. But he's an evil motherfucker too. But anyway, it's the main like it's the main young guy that's out doing all the bad shit. He's he's really really evil. A little over the top sometimes. Um, let me give you an example. You know, sometimes when the when the the bad guy in a movie, usually like an action movie is a little too into himself. So he'll be like yes. shooting people and singing a song or mm-hmm. do you know what I'm talking about? I hate that. I hate There's that. a little bit of that and it kind of turned me off a little bit, but he's so fucking good in this that I was willing to forgive him. But he's a great bad guy. Every single cast member in this is fantastic. Like this is the best show that I've seen on Amazon in a really long, probably since the boys, to be honest with you. Uh, so I highly oh, recommend yeah. you guys check it out. And it's not even like for me, oh, you know what, dude? There might come a time, like, the more I think about it, like, someone texted me this week, and it was like, The Boys is an amazing show. And I was like, that's going to be a benchmark. 
The Boys is going to be a benchmark for certain shit. Like, is it as good as that? Yeah, well, it's. I, I think it's already there. I'm compared. Yeah, because <laughs> it's not even it's a sort of direct a- comparison, but it's just. As far as quality shows, just my Dude. opinion, of course, that have been coming out of Amazon Prime Video, this is the only one that has wowed me to the extent of that. Same here. Same Again, years. you know, it's right up my alley, of course. I like a darker, comedy, you know, comedic, violent type of a show, and this is exactly what I'm looking for. But, oh my gosh, real quick. Uh, speaking of The Boys Season 2, did you see what I tweeted? No. Aya Cash, dude, from You're the Worst. Oh, I did see that. Yes. She's going to be Stormfront. So they're doing a gender swap on this one here. And I'm totally down with this. I think that like, I'm totally fine with Eric Kripke taking the original material and tweaking it for modern times, because I think that it's just working so well. There's just certain things that, like we said before, that just will not pass these days on television. There's just shit you can't do. She's going to kill, dude. But Stormfront, for those that aren't aware, is basically the only person that could really match Homelander's strength. Um, there's speaking of Nazis, there's a little bit of Nazi background with that one too. I don't know how far they're going to go down that. If they're, like if they're going to take that storyline, especially because it's gender swap now, but I think that they picked the perfect person for this. I've got this bittersweet thing with Aya cash because I really want to get her on the show one day. And maybe this is the time to do it, Steve. Maybe I didn't get the interview originally because now's the time. So we could talk oh, about I the boys. It. That's I what I she could be right after, um, share. Yeah, Cher, and then uh, who else? Who else do we have a better chance of getting? Michael Jackson would be a better chance. Okay. Here, you know what's funny? This is a chance. Everybody that loves the boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like where you're going with this, dog. I don't think you do. Um, you're not gonna like where I'm about to go with this. Really? I was really giving you the. I know what you were thinking. I was going. Well, then I'll do it after you. Yes, do that. Um, because I know who you're thinking about. But anyone who likes the boys. If you like what Eric Kripke's doing, go back and watch Supernatural. Because you see it there. What he's going... You see him pushing, though, how is this on CW? How did he get away with this? And he was stretching the line so that he could... Supernatural walked so that the boys could fly. And I'll leave it there. That was very philosophical. Go ahead, Dan. I'm going to go with a more selfish approach, Steve. I know. Go ahead. Because what am I going to say, Steve? Tell me. Tell me. I think I thought you were going to say something regarding Aya Cash. What was I going to say? If you like, I if you like, if you're going to like her, and if you like uh, the boys, and you like, and Aya Cash is also in, you're the worst. No, not what I was going to say. Okay, cool. No, I'm I'm gonna. Uh, this is a, uh, a call to arms. I think is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking everyone to rally together with me on this one, all right? I want mm-hmm. to interview someone off of The Boys, preferably Aya Cash and also Anthony Starr. If you watch the show, if you follow them, I don't think Aya Cash has a Twitter account, but she does have an IG account. Anthony Starr does. Do me a favor, guys. If you would like to hear an interview on this show with one of them or someone on the show, just start tweeting them, letting them know, hey, you should go on Heroes of Noise. You should go on Heroes of Noise. This has worked in the past. So... If you could do this, I would really appreciate it as a personal favor to me. Uh, I would love to get this interview. Uh, Steve, I want you to be there too, man. But I, this is a selfish thing. I really want this like really bad. No, I hear it. I hear it. So if y'all could help me out and just tweet them, let them know that there's a show called Heroes of Noise that would love to interview them. They would be perfect on the show. We did. We talked about the boys already. We know our shit is what I'm trying to say. Tweet the shit out of them. Let's make this happen. All right. I, I really appreciate it if you would do that. Thank you so much. Do you think that would annoy them? What? 
uh, getting a bunch of tweets. I, I don't know. I don't know. But there's only one way to find out. <laughs> I mean, I'm not asking you to harass these people. <laughs> You know, don't don't harass them. Don't don't uh, sit there. Don't go too crazy. I'm glad that I know that everyone that listens, for the most part, at least the people that make contact with us, are all sane people, reasonable people. Now, there's a lot of people that do listen that have no idea who you are. So, if you're on that side of things, maybe just chill, watch it from afar. But the people that I know will come through for us, do this, please. God, I, yes. I'm just trying to give. I'm trying to sell it, Steve, and I'm and I'm losing steam. I just don't feel no like question. That. I, I feel you. Uh, maybe one day we can get Laz too. I would love to talk to homie. Oh, I mean, honestly, I'd take Laz Alonzo too. I, I mean, Carl Urban is just not a get. I guarantee you that shit. But well, Laz, like, Laz is the one I want, and and you said homeboy is the one you want. I want Laz Alonzo. But you know something? No, I, I, this is because I've sort of been on that that uh, mind frame for a while. But I'm glad that you brought up Laz Alonzo because honestly, he was the most energetic person at the con. He was so happy to be there. And I'm thinking that it might be a little, I don't know. Um, I don't want to say like, oh, it's easier, so we'll take him. But no, no, no. I, stop it. You're a fucking pot stirrer, bro. All I'm saying is I wa- I just started the saying, I want Laz Alonzo. The end. That well, I don't perfect- have the end. I'm just trying to tell you that he's awesome. I just forgot because I've been in the mind frame of Homelander and uh, I had cash for so long. But no, Laz oh. Alonzo would be dope. Um... Also, uh, just got an update for COVID nineteen. Uh, Governor uh, Governor Cuomo has closed Broadway. That's going on in San Francisco too, dude. Broadway is yeah. Closed. It's a room full of mouth breathers, man. But that is insane. That means the workers don't get paid. Nope. There's gonna be tons but of layoffs, how- dude. The people that take tickets. Ticketmaster is going to get hit hard. Like, the people don't understand, like, when they're saying, a lot of people on Twitter right now are like, oh, Broadway closed, whatever. But the people in New York are saying, you guys don't understand how huge that is. Broadway never closes. The city that never sleeps has got to go to sleep. Yes. Everyone in New York, govern yourselves accordingly, please. Uh, make sure. Um, I know in people in Texas, I know uh, maybe we have some Christian view listeners uh, even though Joel Osteen has said we're not shutting down services, don't, don't go. Just don't. You don't want to be in a place of 30,000 people. Don't go. You can get your church from TV. God will forgive you. Remember, he's yes. forgiving. Yes. And uh, so please uh, don't do that. Um. Anyway, uh, what else you've been watching, Dan? <laughs> I got one more thing, and I'm hoping yes. you watch this, but I, I know you will eventually watch this if you haven't. I watched Guns Akimbo. Did you see this one yet? No, I've heard a lot about it, though. Heard, I think our brother from Australia was talking about this movie. Yeah. All right, Guns Akimbo, man. Um, I do think this is going to be a movie that's right up your alley. It stars Samara Weaving and Daniel Radcliffe. And right there, that's a sell for me because, you know, loved him in Harry Potter. But the thing about Daniel Radcliffe is he's actually managed to get out of that Harry Potter thing. A lot of people look at him and go, oh, there's the guy who played Harry Potter. But he's able to hold his own these days. And he he chooses these very interesting roles. This is no different. I mean, it's, this is a very interesting movie. Uh, but then again, you have Samara Weaving, who was in Ready or Not recently. Uh, she was also in The Babysitter. She's kind of becoming one of my favorite actors in Hollywood right now. Just because she's the type of roles that she picks are also kind of off the wall and, and aggressive and violent. And this is, again, no different. But this basically a guy relies on his newly acquired gladiator skills to save his ex-girlfriend from kidnappers. This tells you nothing. Basically what it is is he plays a guy that's uh, he's kind of like a 
he works for this internet site that's uh he trolls trolls so everyone that leaves like trollish comments he's the guy that like fights with them he ends up fighting with somebody there's this there's this con i don't want it's, it's kind of like a contest basically it's a competition where they take these people that are criminals and uh it's called schism and they match up criminals to ki- they have 24 hours to eat you know kill each other so it's kind of like running man or something like that like one of those kind of competitions and what happens is Daniel Radcliffe starts fucking with these people, the people that are like putting on this, the schism thing and they, they lock him down. They find his IP address and they come and they find this guy. Uh, all I'll tell you about the spoilers of it is, is that he wakes up after they've you know got him and knocked him out and he wakes up and they have drilled two guns to his hands. They both have 50 rounds in it and he has 24 hours to get Nix, who is Samara weaving to basically kill her or she kills him. And it just, it's this crazy ass, violent, bonkers ass movie that's like super fun. The characters are crazy. Samara Weaving is like, she, she's, uh, again, her name is Nix. She's constantly doing cocaine or meth or something like that. And she's just violent as shit. Totally different from the character that you saw in Ready or Not. And that's what I like about her is that she's just able to kind of keep producing these very interesting characters. But the movie is fun as hell. Again, you can rent it right now. Uh, it's streaming. You can get it on iTunes. You can get it on um Amazon, that's another one you can get. And I highly recommend you fucking watch this movie. It is insane. So I'm going to give a Kimbo, Guns Akimbo rather, I'm going to go ahead and give that one. And I really enjoyed it too. I think I'm going to watch it again. I'm going to go ahead and go 3.75 out of five Coke straws. Wow, that's a really good, I can't wait, you know. Um, and can, can I do a PSA? Certainly. Directors, when you're, when you're, when you're doing a movie, just shut up and, and do the movie. Just, just do the movie. Where, where's Don't, this coming from, man? Uh, he, he, uh, he, right before the movie dropped, this Jason Lee Howden gets into racial problems. <laughs> Why do people, I want to see this movie and I'm going to see this movie, but directors, just pump your movie. Don't do anything else. Jason Don't. Lee Howden? Yeah, that's his, that's his, the director. He uh, attacked a black woman on Twitter and, and, and uh, defended someone using the N-word. I'm like, why? Why? Just don't say anything. And every, that's the only reason this didn't get a massive release is because his distributor almost dropped him. Almost said, you know what? We're done. And a lot of the people doing the marketing said, we're not going to market this movie. We're just not going to market the movie. Hmm. Otherwise, do you know how mad Radcliffe is right now being like, dude, you could have just shut up and this movie would have exploded. You could have just shut up. Director pulled a Liam Neeson. Like, why though? Why do they? Everyone was pulling for this movie. (laughs) Everyone was. And I know Radcliffe was like, Jesus, dude. It hasn't even been released yet. Just shut up. And I'm watching it on the strength because there's also other people that are involved with this movie. It's also the the gaffers and the sound people and the people that worked hard. The right, all these people worked hard in this movie. It wasn't just the director. That's why I'm watching it because other people worked hard on this thing. And um, when does Radcliffe, other than that whole farting zombie movie, which I didn't watch, I don't think Radcliffe misses. He doesn't really miss. Oh, and yeah. I heard the zomb- the <laughs> farting zombie. zombie movie is good. Swiss Army Man, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I heard it was good. I just couldn't get into it. It's a weird... You know, he's also in Escape from Pretoria, 
which I have a copy of, and I have to watch that. I have still. not watched that, and I didn't watch the. Um, but obviously, it was great because it made 150 trillion dollars. The Harry Potter movie. So apparently, you know, but he doesn't miss general generally. He's a really so, good actor, man. He's really good, and he's doing interesting stuff. So regardless of what I think about the farting zombie, regardless, they should have just called it that. So yeah, Swiss Army Man. I think a lot of people were just like, "Do you know what this movie's about?" Oddly enough. <laughs> You know the and, zombie uh, farts, right? You know what I'm and the thing is, I don't even know, I don't know the premise. I don't even know if it was a real, if the guy was just imagining the zombie. I don't know. But um, I watched it for a little while. I was like, eh, I get it. I loved horns. I think horns it was, was dope. Horns. That was a great. That movie. was really good. And so he's doing, he's doing the um, what other superstar? Oh, like the Johnny Depp thing. He's but like, I was a stud and decided to go unstud. I want to go a different direction. And Keep- it's smart. He played, I'm trying to remember the name of the movie, but he basically played a uh, undercover cop that was investigating some uh, Nazi skinheads. Oh, yeah, that was a really, he, in, like, he, he inserted himself into the group. That was a good movie. I can't, I was trying to find the name of it, but damn good I'll find movie. it for you. Damn good movie. Hey, Daniel. while you're finding that, I know you need to get out of here real quick. Um, I, I read something kind of disturbing. So if I may take a serious approach for just a moment here. Uh, because this just came across, my, I'm looking on. I was looking for something on Facebook. And oh I didn't notice boy, something. yeah. So obviously, I'm not going to say this person's name, but this is somebody that I went to school with, like since the yeah since the seventh grade, oh. and I'd run run into him every once in a while. I remember he worked at my uh, my optometrist, so like he helped me get glasses one time, and you know he seemed just fine. But I just got this. Uh, coming through right now. Like we don't really talk anymore, but he's just on my Facebook page, but this just says, he says, he mentions two names, which I won't say. So he says, I found out blank and blank poisoned the drinking water for the world and killed everyone and has blamed me for it. Saying it was because I ate meat. Somebody needs to do something because they keep erasing everybody's memory because I've told people multiple times. And then here's another one that just is right after that says, uh, bro, I guess he's talking to us, Steve, bro. I know the whole God thing. Everyone, and this is not going to make sense, by the way. It says, bro, I know the whole God thing. Everyone hears my voice, my thoughts, sees my thoughts because I manifest everything I think. I know my eyes fucking project and broadcast worldwide 24-7. I know about the whole heaven thing, a small part of the whys that, why they want to keep me out. Bro, please help me. I know I created the place and control everything there from the tides rolling in from the ocean to the fly flapping its fucking wings and everything in between. Please, bro, you're the only one I got left. I know they do a lot of crazy shit out there. Our government, that is. Uh, and then it just goes and on and on. And I guess what I'm saying, folks, is I'm not reading this because I'm getting enjoyment out of someone I know uh, clearly, clearly going through it. But mental illness, man, is like, sorry, we, we started off serious and then we kind of, <laughs> this is a weird show. But to end it like this, I just want to say that if you are, there are people out there for you, man. Reach out for help. If you're having these weird, you know, delusions that people are watching you or, or, you know, these paranoia, I guess it's kind of hard to, to take, remove yourself from that and say, Hey, I, you know, I, I need to make myself sane for a second to see that my myself that is not sane needs help, but reach out to people and people. If you see, like, I don't know, man, I, I feel like I need to practice what I preach right now because I feel like I should reach out to this guy and be like, are you okay? That might end up giving me more than I really want, but people need help these days. And if you see people struggling like that, reach out. Maybe they just need a, maybe they just need a helping hand. Maybe they need someone to talk to. Maybe you can give them some form of advice or something, but it would be really weird to just let these things happen, happen, happen. You're watching this. You're getting some form of entertainment from it. And then suddenly, you know, 
something bad happens. Who knows what? It could go any way possible. But this really concerns me, man, that I just saw this right now. Very weird. Yeah, that's interesting, bro. Yeah, I know. I know. Sorry. Uh, Downer way to end the show. But I just, that just kind of threw me right now. I was looking for one thing that had to do with Daniel Radcliffe, and I ended up seeing that. So this has been an odd one, Steve. Episode 102. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) uh, Yeah, so. I I can hear them unsubscribing. No, no, no. That's a good message. Um, so on that one, that note, I'm going to yes, reach out. Yeah, you should reach out to the people you love. Absolutely, and I'm going to talk to everyone very soon. Next time it will be a much longer show. I have um, you uh things to do. I yes. love you all. Uh, love you so very much, and uh, I will talk to you soon. The next voice you're gonna hear is the wonderfully well Danathan Ramirez. Peace out. Steve, thanks for joining us today. I know that this is probably not the best time to do this. That's your business and we'll keep it your business. But, um, you know, my thoughts are with you, brother. And guys, understand that this show is a little weird. It's just been a weird week. We'll just say that. So it's been a long week for a lot of people. So with that, we're going to end this show. We'll be back next week. Episode 103. Man, we're just doing it already. Look at us, Steve. We'll probably do another Patreon at some point. We're starting to knock it out of the park is what I'm trying to say. Look at us. Who'd have thunk? Look at us. Who'd have thought, right? Not me. guys thank you for listening it's always a pleasure talking to you and we will be back soon my name is dan that is steve we are the heroes of noise people be good to yourselves be good to the people around you peace